Welcome to the Introverted Doctor Podcast, dedicated to uncovering myths, mistakes, and misconceptions that holds us back from living our best life at work, home, and play. In each episode, I'll be focusing on different aspects of communication techniques, mindset, routines, habits, and behaviors with the goal to show how to eliminate anxiety, trip-ups, and unwelcome results that comes from ineffective communications. Welcome back. I hope you are having a super day. Now, this is the second part of the series on the six human needs, or as I refer to it as the wheel of needs. As a quick recap, this is really the most important framework I've shared with others, whether it's at a conference or medical students and residents, because it explains why people behave the way they do. It also helps people gain a level of understanding about others and that they've never really been able to appreciate before. It is also a tremendous tool to know how to help people as well. Uh, Last week I talked about the need for certainty and uncertainty and how they play a role in our lives. And if you didn't listen to it, please do so. It is really helpful. I promise you that this framework will literally transform yourself and other people and the way it where you understand things and people always ask me can you share that again when whether i'm at a conference because it just it makes so much sense but in a nutshell in terms of the first two needs certainty and uncertainty or variety we need to have a level of security in our health our relationships and financial life that varies and that can vary from person to person The need for variety is also important in that we need to challenge our mental, emotional, and physical well-being too. Otherwise, we just get bored. And that level of challenge varies from one person to another. Now, that is highly simplified, but let's go into detail about the next two needs. And that one being the need for recognition otherwise known as uh, the need for significance. But I prefer the the term recognition. That's the term that I will be using, but you might see me slip into saying uh, significance. So this need can be misinterpreted with the tendency to sound negative and undesirable. But everyone desires to feel important, wanted, and unique. The need to be recognized and accepted in some way is an important inclusive requirement in every individual. This need for significance can be met in positive ways, negative ways, or neutral ways. Someone may may meet this need constructively by helping others, such as contributing to someone's success or well-being, or by providing financial security for their own family, or by working in a research lab to find a cure for a disease, or trying to add some body of knowledge, whether it's in science or any other discipline. On the other end of the spectrum, another person can feel a sense of importance by destroying and controlling a person or situation so that they get the recognition they want. An example of this is the bully at school or at work the over-controlling boss or spouse, or the abusive uh, you know, partner at home or in your, in your business. Now, people can also meet this need by playing the role of a victim or labeling themselves as a failure or loser. 
other people run to them and they're always enabling them or trying to save them. But that need serves them. So some people may meet this need for recognition by also flashing around uh, you know, their title and what they own or what they've accomplished. They feel a sense of importance that, uh, by doing so. While others can meet this need by the way they dress or look or act, there are thousands of ways to meet this need uh, as it is, as it is uh, there are thousands of ways to meet any needs. You know, in some cases, suicide can be an example of an extreme need to meet their need, a person's need for significance. Because an individual contemplating suicide can paradoxically feel important that when they're no longer here in the world, they'll think, you know, I'll show them, then they'll really care for me. A, a, a classic example could be like the suicide bomber who may die for a cause or believe or belief and they, they feel significant or you know a severely depressed person may you know who, as I've said may want to feel loved and they may want to be remembered at long after they're gone it's not always logical but it does happen this need to feel important is very apparent in children and is evident when you see that children will go to great lengths to be acknowledged by their parents, even if it means acting up and getting in trouble with the law. One of the worst experiences a child can have is to go unnoticed in life. Significance isn't so easily spotted, especially within ourselves. For example, when I started practicing as a physician, I didn't teach medical students. I was so concerned in the day-to-day practice of taking care of patients that I didn't consider teaching students or interns in my first few years of practice. I honestly didn't feel I knew enough information to teach since I was a new physician. However, one day I had to step in and help out a seasoned colleague by teaching a young medical student that uh, she had. Uh, and then, you know, I, I started adding value to the medical to the person's medical training, but it didn't phase me until the student genuinely thanked me. He voiced, you know, how I had contributed to his learning. I remember feeling, you know, a sense of importance in mentoring this young medical student. I essentially felt recognized for my contributions for his well-being and skill development. It his you know, his acknowledgments, you know, made me feel important. It made me feel significant. Subsequently, from that day onward, I played a very active role in, in medical education as, at minimum, it feeds my need for significance and recognition. So this need for being important is underscored in the field of medicine. Doctors are inherently given a lot of authority and leadership, even without asking for it. When we step into a clinic or a hospital environment, People want and need our expertise. They also come to us uh, to help them meet their needs, whether it's for medications or a diagnosis or a treatment or a simple note for their employer to be off work. Initially, this level of, of importance can fuel a doctor's ego if it's not kept in check. It can create a poor motivation to be at work and not leave work to explore other areas uh, in their life 
because they've been so rooted to the identity of doctor as their primary uh, vehicle of meeting their need for recognition and uh, significance. Significance can develop in, in the disguise of responsibility instead of responsible service and leadership. Now, extending this discussion in the broader healthcare picture, significance can come in silent turf wars or unruly criticism within uh, interdisciplinary healthcare professionals. I've witnessed it among physicians overtly or in silent hallway comments, you know, talking about others saying, you know, so-and-so did this, you know, can you believe that? Or we're better than so-and-so. All of these uncollaborative behaviors often come from a place of scarcity and feeling feelings of insecurity to protect an individual or team's position without service without serving the greater good or creating a united effort in extreme cases this creates breakdown in the original purpose of partnerships in the healthcare delivery system and to create better outcomes in minor cases it fosters resentment and hostility which erodes higher purposeful int intentions and that exists in every individual or team setting people who know how to meet their own significance their need for you know significance or recognition and add a level of spirited information are the genuine true leaders that everyone gravitates to regardless of title position or educational experience you don't need to have a title to do meaningful work or create valuable connections. If you think about the people in your team, there are secretaries that, re that keep people together. I've worked with secretaries that are really the glue uh, of the team because and they, they don't have the title of doctor or nurse, but they are so fundamental in creating a good, healthy environment. Now, significance isn't good or bad, but it is, it is an important need that everyone requires as, as part of their life. People who value themselves too highly or seek a high degree of significance may do that, the, do that at the expense of others. And they may not, because they're not seeking uh, the common good. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, narcissists can be seen as individuals who are the extreme model of what, what I'm talking about. The need for significance is quite predominant in teens and young adults, but can continue and extend into adulthood, and it, that can be disguised in many ways. When young adults are progressing in this stage, they have a high need for significance as they're trying to connect with their peers and gain a level of acceptance. They're, fi they're finding and shaping their identity as to how they will meet their life goals in the short term and long term. As they move into early adulthood, they're also discovering what they're good at and what they will do in terms of their career, their relationships, and financial obligations. They are essentially finding their identity. Individuals who are solely significance-driven and use relationships or interactions to achieve their needs of significance have real challenges meeting their need for love and connection. They can be highly fear-driven and afraid to be vulnerable. They have trouble, get, trouble giving genuine love and receiving love. 
which is the last of the four fundamental survival needs, which is what I'm going to share with you next. But before I leave this, some words that reflect this need include importance, pride, perfection, disciplined, achievement, pride, uh, competition and rejection, uh, and comparison. So let's move now to the fourth need, which is the f need for love and connection. This need is perhaps the most important need of all discussed so far. A plethora of nonfiction and fiction works have been written about this one single need. The simple truth is that everyone needs to feel loved, connected, or wanted, even if they won't admit it or display it outwardly. Without this need to connect with others, an individual will never thrive or feel like they belong as part of this world. It's been scientifically documented that newborns, newborns who have n you know, never received any human touch or very little, develop poorly mentally, emotionally, and physically. Without touch or, or, or affection, they, they will even die. We as humans are united by this fundamental need for human connection. Groups congregate for a common belief, making that belief stronger or more, more, or more uh, prominent. And that belief can be constructive or destructive, depending on your perspective. We're certainly seeing that now, for good and bad. People will use different approaches to meet this need, whether it's by spending time with others, having meaningful conversations, or even experiencing time alone by getting reconnected with themselves. People who are introverted need sometimes more time to reconnect and recharge with themselves, and that is the way they meet this need for love and connection. The major challenge people have is the manner they receive love and give love. Not meeting this need is a common complaint from complaint from women and is a source of unrest for many men. This need to express or receive love by men has been a large barrier in the limited ways they've been taught through history and cultural norms and expectations. Fortunately, with a growing conscious awareness, there's been an emerging acceptance and knowledge of how to give and receive love, regardless of age, gender, and to meet that need about the people we care about. Today, a father who can't express compassionate compassion uh, towards their children would hardly be considered a good father today. Whereas several decades ago, being, being reserved and being a stern father was absolutely, in many circles, the best way to raise a, a good child. So things have changed for the better. Now, if you haven't listened to the episode I did on love languages, I highly recommend that because it dramatically can change the way you connect with people you care about. That episode is uh, episode number 12. So again, the vehicles of meeting this need vary from one person to another. One person can meet this need by serving others, while another can draw attention to themselves by labeling themselves as a failure, helpless, or by doing self-destructive acts so that they get the love and attention that they want. All behaviors, good or bad, is a call-out 
to meet a need and it can be done consciously or unconsciously. People are often unaware about what they're doing. The best way to, to get connection and love can come in various ways, but it's important. It's an important need that everybody needs to meet at some level. Many people are in relationships with their spouse, parents, or children, friends, and they may want to have a deeper connection, but they're afraid of communicating this belief, and that may be a result of past experiences or rejections. So consequently, they just suffer, they just, uh, you know, stay for a safer mode to meet this need by simply connecting at a more superficial level. And that often is, can be the detriment to both parties because they're afraid to get hurt or, uh, or being left. So that's, that's one reason why some people don't uh, connect more or, or experience that deeper connection. How did this need play out in my life? One example I'll share with you is that there was a time in my career when I was feeling my day-to-day -day duties uh, were becoming very routine and predictable as a doctor. I was seeing people day in, day out, and I wasn't starting, uh, you know, I, wasn't, I was kind of feeling disconnected. When I reflected on my day, I felt like I never had any fun or meaningful interactions with people even though there were many important daily interactions. The things I did were was important to the people I worked with. But, um, and anybody who's met me knows that this would be uncharacteristic of me to not enjoy interacting with people. One reason I chose, you know, medicine was because I love working with people. However, I'd become blinded of this fact. I started focusing so much on the clinical aspects of medicine in terms of diagnosis and treatment, and I, I was not seeing beyond, beyond that. And I wasn't seeing the whole person, and I was just looking at the illness and symptoms. I had stopped letting my natural personality flow in the daily interactions, and I started involuntarily thinking that as a doctor, I had to be very professional all the time. And I was unconsciously modeling a, a colleague I had been working with and spending a lot of time with, and he was older, and uh, so I, medicine became a very serious vocation for me. Now, while it's true that the work we do in medicine is important and requires attention, it doesn't mean you can't interact with your patients in a humane, fun, loving, light-hearted manner when the situation allows it. My wife reminded me that people you know, want to see a genuine person with a medical background who they can relate to and confide with. They don't want to see a live person with a brain of a medical computer. They can get that on the internet by, you know, asking Dr. Google. So once I freed myself uh, to be, you know, to live in my natural personality, I started reconnecting with people and that brought the joy and the energy as I interacted with. So there was greater connection and greater feeling as I moved beyond the, you know, the narrow-minded view I had of what it meant to be uh, a doctor or, or a professional. The most common complaint that people have about healthcare professionals is that they don't feel they're connecting with them at a humane level. Without appropriate connection, it's hard for people to feel they have been listened to or cared for. Judgments are often made by others simply because of the way a person communicates or is or asking for information. 
So examples of the word of words for loving connection include empathy, compassion, nurturing, protecting, caring. Uh, those are some of the key words. Now the 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 uh, four uh, needs that I just talked about: certainty, variety, significance, love, and connection are called the survival needs or needs of the personality. These needs are met by everyone to various degrees. These four needs shape most of the wheel, but it doesn't get the wheel moving. Individuals who never move beyond these four needs will never move beyond survival. We all know or have heard of individuals who have, who, who have met all the four needs at a high level but they often get involved in self-destructive behavior such as drugs, alcohol, or other negative addictions. You know, we've heard about uh, celebrities who have committed suicide intentionally or otherwise because they essentially are not fulfilled. The reason people get into these states is because they're lacking the next two needs of thriving, which, is, which are the needs for growth and contribution. I will cover those needs in greater detail in the next episode. But finally, I want to encourage you as you move around in this week, as you did in the previous episode, ask yourself, you know, the people, you, you know, how do these needs show up in your life? And how does it show up in the people that you see around you? And, you know, are you very um, significance driven? Do you see a lot? Are you very love and connection driven? You know, think about the people that you meet. They all you know we all have friends who have a high need for love and connection so think about somebody who might exemplify that think about somebody who is uh, has a high need for certainty you know they're they're very secure they want to make sure everything's in order they're very you know they think about every little thing then think about the person who has a high need for significance or recognition uh, as you as you move forward and think about the person who has a high need for variety where they like excitement all the time and they, they can't seem to stay in one particular mood or, or desire. So that's the best way to learn this material. Uh, I hope this podcast served you in some way. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share it with others. And you can go, go to the website, theintroverteddoctor.com and sign up there. I'll give you the weekly emails about what's coming up in the future episode and what it's all about. And as always, this podcast transcript will be available on the website for you to review. I will also be putting a questionnaire so you can discover what your top two needs are. I hope this really was useful. And I will see you next week for the third part in this series on the six human needs. And I'll go into detail about the growth and contribution. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend.